In this episode, we're going to cover five growth murderer mistakes podcasters make with their intros and outros and what to do instead. Welcome to Why Your Podcast Isn't Growing, a podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, or independent podcasters who want to do this full time, gain clarity around why your podcast isn't growing as fast as you'd like, and learn the steps you need to fast track slow and steady growth to gain thousands of new, highly engaged listeners. Hello, my name is Anthony Waneri, and in this episode, you will discover why starting your podcast episodes with ads and guest bios repels new listeners, five growth murdering intro and outro mistakes that cause slower growth and how to fix them, how to start leveraging the three benefit framework at the beginning of your intros to get listeners to stick around till the end, and a simple tweak you can start making today to get your listeners finally taking your calls to action. This particular episode was recorded with myself and my business partner and best friend, Ty O'Shea, who's a co-owner of GetMoreListeners.com. It was an extremely fun episode to record, so I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Ty. Hello, Anthony. Way back again, back with another episode of the Deadly Duo. Not sure about Deadly Duo, maybe like, you know, Dream team? Dream, <laughs> dream team. Uh, dream team of you. That doesn't feel listening. quite right. There's only no, two of us. Right. Well, you guys tell us who what we are. Yeah. Dream team, Delhi duo, whatever it is. Anyways, today we're going to talk a little bit about the common mistakes we see podcasters make when it comes to their intro and when it comes to their outro. Now, this is these common mistakes, they come from tons and tons of auditing podcasts in detail. So over the years, me and Anthony have listened to hundreds of podcasts with a critical ear looking for what's going well, what's going wrong, and you know how to improve. And we have done many, many, many audits, and I'm talking like 15-page written audits for our clients where we review their episodes and, you know, nothing in terms of the marketing, like not the SEO, not the social media, just the actual episode itself. How well is, does that content keep the listener engaged and ultimately sell the listener at the start and give a clear call to action at the end, right? Absolutely. And that's what we're going to be breaking down today because we see very, very, very clear trends. And nearly every single podcast that we've audited suffers from at least one of these problems in their intro or outro. Now, we're going to talk about the intro and outro today because the body is, you know, a totally different thing and maybe that can be for another episode. So firstly, we have mistakes that happen in the first two minutes of the podcast episode. Now, Anthony, why is the first two minutes of the podcast such a critical part of the podcast in what the retention time ends up and how well that episode performs? Yeah, I think it's, it's ridiculously important, actually, because at the end of the day, when someone, as soon as someone sees your title and they click, to them, they're trying to get that quick dopamine here. They're trying to first think, what's in this for me? Why should I keep on listening? Why should I care? So it's really important that we capture the attention of that listener right off the bat. When they click on your episode, they need to be justified. They need to feel gratified, is that the right word? Essentially, they need to be rewarded and you have to communicate, hey, this is for you and you are in the right place. And we do this by, again, having an exceptionally strong hook. But most podcasters, when it comes to the actual intro it's completely all over the place and that's just kind of again when it comes down to the marketing and how we market the show how we sell the listen 
these mistakes will essentially mean that if someone isn't hooked within the first, you know, one to two minutes, honestly, within the first couple, like, you know, 30 seconds max, really, they'll lose interest. And honestly, if you don't believe us right now, I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> like, because we see this all day, every day. It's, it's insane, right? If you log into Apple Podcast Connects, or if you go to Spotify Analytics for Podcasters, you can actually view the retention time for each episode. And what we see time and time and time again, there's around like a 40 plus percentage drop off, meaning 40% of the people who click on listen drop off listening within the first two to three minutes of your podcast. If you don't believe me, check it for yourself absolutely <laughs> yeah and uh, we can almost guarantee and if you fall outside of this guarantee you're doing a, you're basically the one percent that's doing a phenomenal 100, job 100 but we can almost guarantee there will be at least a 20 percent drop off within the first couple of minutes yeah and if that's you and often more Probably than 20 percent, then you this episode is absolutely for you and you, you really need to to apply what we're going to talk about in terms of the intro so the problem with most podcast intros and the first two minutes is that they don't clarify who the show is for or why they should listen to that episode in particular. Now, we have a couple other things to get onto as well, but those are the two main issues. These are the ones that nearly apply in every single podcast that we order. Now, how does this show up, and how can we fix this? Well, a lot of the time, the podcast just gets into you know the meat of the episode without really talking about what someone's going to get out of that. Now, again, as a principle that we've laid down, we have to tell people why, because otherwise, if they're a stranger, they're not just going to punt or place a, you know, just basically gamble on an hour of their time when they don't really know if it's going to be good or worth it for them or not, right? So we really need to make sure they know what they're going to reap, the benefits they're going to reap from listening to this interview or listening to you talk for 30 minutes or whatever that might be, right? So what we encourage our clients to do is to list the three main benefits of that particular episode before you get into it. Now, there's two ways you can do this. If it's an interview, you can do the interview first, and then right after, while the interview is still fresh in your head, you can write down what were all the key takeaways that you had or that you think that your listeners will have from listening. Pick the best three, and again, we always go with three because it just it's an easy number for people to absorb. It's not too much. Um, and give that right at the start so you can add it in post-production to the episode. And this way, you guarantee that within the first two minutes, people are going to know why they want to carry on listening to the whole thing. And you might even be able to open, well, this is what you should aim to do, to open a loop that listeners are forced to close by listening. 100%. I set, set up a cliffhanger. Um, then listeners have to go and listen and they feel kind of feel compelled to is the, the emotion you want to evoke with this intro. Absolutely. And I guess a demonstration of this is within all of our episodes. So within our Wednesday and Friday episodes, particularly our Wednesday episodes, we consistently say to you at the start, within the first few minutes, here are the three things you're going to learn or here, here's what you're going to discover by the end of this episode. Here's what you're going to gain because we want to just demonstrate and communicate the value of this particular episode to you. We're trying to convince you to listen all the way to the end. And that's what we encourage, want to encourage you to start doing a bit more, right? And then the second thing that I'll actually add on to this is we've had clients where their listener retention time was literally 40%. So that means that out of 100 people who listen to the show, where the listen, listener retention time is 40%, meaning for like an hour-long episode, listeners are listening for like, you know, what, 20 minutes of the show? Well, it, it means that the majority of the listeners, about around 60 dropped off before it was finished, and most of those were in like the first couple of minutes. So with these numbers, in terms of the 40% drop-off, I'm thinking of a client specifically, and her name is Jane. Now, Jane had a fantastic show, like the contents were amazing, she was an 
an amazing interviewer, great storyteller, and again, all-round amazing show. However, when we looked at her intro, it was kind of scattered. It wasn't clarifying who the show was for. It didn't mention the actual three benefits the listeners will gain right at the start. So what ended up happening was people would click based on the title or based on her promotion, and they would quickly drop off. They wouldn't listen to the rest of the episode simply because she didn't hook them in straight away because she didn't tell them what they will gain from listening all the way to the end. So, of course, we actually fixed that. And now she's got the structure in place where she lists out the three benefits. And no word of a lie, she's now had literally doubled her retention time simply by changing um, and optimizing the first two to three minutes of her intro, which is massive and has helped her actually grow month after month. And her trajectory in terms of growth really took off. Yeah, it really is phenomenal how massive of a difference these small changes can make. And that was how you do it with an interview. And of course, you can do the same thing with a solo episode. In fact, well, although this time it should actually be a simpler process for you because you already know what you're going to cover. So these three benefits usually will be clear to you before you even hit record. So even better. Now, that's one way that we make sure that the episode is not a risk for the listener, but almost like a no-brainer. Now, the other way we do this is clarifying exactly who the show is for. So we like to add a simple sentence at the start of the intro. And of course, if you're listening this far through, then you actually would have heard ours a few minutes back at the start of this episode. A podcast helping coaches, experts, business owners, and independent podcasters who want to do this full time. And then, you know, we go on to say what, how, exactly how we help them, gain the clarity, etc. But the point is, I'm not going to go into that bit. The point is we say exactly who the show is for, right? The type of podcasters, but not just that, the actual type of podcasters that will get the most value from these episodes. So if you are one of those podcasters, hopefully you heard that and knew that you were in the right place. Maybe your ears pricked up and you became that just that little bit more engaged with that deeper context and clarity around the show being for you, not anyone else but you. And that's really what we're trying to do with the intro. If you do these two things, so you add in the three main benefits of that particular episode and who the show is for specifically, then like I said before, that's how we shift the podcast from a risk for a new listener risk in the sense of is this hour going to be worth my time to an absolute no-brainer yes i know i'm in the right place wow i can't wait to find out these three things right absolutely and that really is the old way versus new way of thinking about podcast intros 100 percent. so that brings us to our next point which is really looking at ad placement now if you're currently using ad placement the first thing i'll say is congratulations i think that's absolutely amazing what we see in terms of ad placements in the intros is oftentimes Listeners are absolutely bombarded with ad placements. And the, I think the, not even the, not the frustrating part, I guess, but a part that sometimes doesn't add up is how much money are you getting in terms of sponsorship deals and from those ad placements in comparison to the damage it might be doing to your listener retention time. So a lot of the times we see a lot of clients who they're not necessarily making loads and loads and loads of money from the ads placement that they're getting or the sponsorship deals and they overload the intro of all of those placements all of those sponsorships etc but again because they're not making that much it's actually doing more harm than good because a lot of listeners true be told will find that a bit frustrating like especially if there's a small audience and you're trying to build it up so for us we're not saying there's anything wrong with that it's just really trying to be as concise as you possibly can and maybe thinking about where you position that ad placement you absolutely should not be just starting off straight away with an ad placement 
because, again, we're trying to engage new listeners. Think about your experience as a podcaster. When you click onto an episode and the first thing you hear, the first two, three minutes is essentially an ad or a sponsorship deal. You kind of switch off, right? I mean, you tell me what your experience is like, but that, what about you? So what's your experience been? Well, yeah, I think in the, you know, maybe you switch off, maybe you're currently listening, but bottom line, you know, if the first thing you're hearing is an ad, and this could be for your own service or program as well, of course. This isn't just sponsorship. This is for your your own adverts as well. The advertise yourself and your coaching or your service or whatever that might be. Bottom line, if you're starting with that, is the listener going to be more or less likely to carry on listening? The answer is, well, for the most part, 99% of the time, it's going to be less. Perfect. And if you think about it, right, our goal is to provide some value up front. Our goal is to convince this listener, hey, you're in the right place. Here are three ways you're going to... Here are three ways your life is going to be improved and what you're going to discover by the end of this episode. We need to hook them first before talking about ads or sponsors or what we've got going on. It's super, super important. And then after that, then if you want a little quick ad placement, by all means, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Because the the caveat to that is also just having the ad at the end, especially if it's for your own service, there is a risk that, of course, not everyone will hear it because people can drop off through or maybe some people drop off towards the end as well. So we're not saying just put it the last, very last thing. Of course, you do mention your call to actions in the outro, and that's fine. But if there's something you really need, need to make sure people hear, you shouldn't put it right at the end. You also shouldn't put it right at the start. The best solution is, like Anthony says, after the hook point. So after people know why they should carry on listening, after you've told them they're in the right place, after you've told them the three things they're going to get out of this episode, then you have a bit more leeway to mention your own service because people are already incentivized to keep listening. Okay, perfect. So, so far, we've clarified a few common mistakes. Number one, not clarifying who the show's for and why they should listen to episode in particular. And number two, having the ad placement being too long and having it right to the start of the episode, not giving the listeners a reason to listen first. The third thing and the third common mistake we see podcasters making is actually, again, it's going to be probably a bit, bit controversial, <laughs> but again, hey, we like it. We want to be honest about the mistakes that we see. And again, explain to you why this could actually be slowing you down from faster growth. Why it might actually be repelling a lot of listeners. This one will sound counterintuitive. So drum roll, please. <laughs> Having the intro focusing way too much on the guest or you as a host and giving way too long of a bio of, again, your guest or yourself. So Ty, can we kind of break down, like, why is it that being way too guest-focused, being way too host-focused, talking about the credentials, talking about who the guest is, what they've done, etc., why does that actually repel a few people? Well, good question, Anthony, because most listeners right now are thinking, well, hang on a sec, I've got a guest, they're going to provide value, I want to introduce the guest, especially if they're a stranger, so what you're saying doesn't make any sense. So I don't know, you tell me, why is that such a bad thing? I don't quite agree for most people <laughs> listening. No, and I think, again, that, that makes complete sense. So you are right. You are getting a guest on. You know, They have got a massive credentials. They are going to provide a different perspective on a topic. You know, They are going to share incredible stories. And it is important for you to introduce them. But here's the thing. If you've got, again, you're trying to sell the listen. So if you've got one or two minutes within the intro, and you're talking all about the guests, talking about their credentials, talking about their backstory, this and the other, most listeners just thinking, well, what's in this for me? Do they really care that a person, you know, 
do they really care about the person's backstory and how they went through X, Y, and Z? They're going to find that out anyways, right? Or do they really care that a person has like an MBA or, you know, they've got, you know, massive best-selling books? I think those things are important and you should mention it, but briefly, you know, so for example, you know, so here we have Tygo Shea, a best-selling author on Amazon, will leave podcast and book brand Amazon under the pen name Daniel Larson, where he's going to explain to you how he realized the most common mistakes that podcasters make. We always, any credential, anything we say about the guest, any of their backstory, we have to relate it back to the listener. Why does that matter for the listeners themselves? So it's not that you shouldn't mention the credentials. It's not that you shouldn't mention the backstories. Is you need to communicate the value of their credentials and what does it matter to the listener. You need to communicate the value of their backstory and what does it matter to the listener. Your listeners should be able to clearly see, oh, that's why I should listen to this guy. Oh, that's why this is really important. Oh, that's what's this in it. That's what is in this for me. So again, how are you positioning? How are you communicating who the guest is and why your listeners should care? Beautifully put. Great example. Yeah, you you absolutely sold me to the audience. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly right. There was so much more things you could say, you know, oh, blah, 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 coach this many podcasters, all this stuff. But, you know, it really just needs to be get a foot in the door. You know, what's the headline statement of what this person's accomplished? And more, most importantly, how is that going to help the listener? 100%. And there you're sorted. And then we, we hit all the points, right? And we still introduce the guest and, you know, do them. And in a more valuable And of course, they're going to introduce themselves as the episode goes anyway. So it shouldn't be something you're, you're worrying about or are going to underdo because it's not going to happen. So before we move on, quick recap of what we've covered. The first few minutes, I'll say the first two minutes of the podcast episode intro is critical for your retention time, i.e. how long people keep listening. If you want a reality check, look at your own retention time and it might be quite shocking. Uh, and if it's not, you're doing a seriously fantastic and job. And feel free to roast us. Send us a screenshot yeah. <laughs> at getmorelisten.com yeah. with a screenshot of retention time being over 70% and say, guys, you know, you suck. You were absolutely yeah. wrong. My, oh, I don't my need episode. your help. I'm going to one-star rate and review um, your podcast. Which, honestly, I'll be buzzing about. Yeah, but yeah feel free yeah. to roast us. If like we want to be proved wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so here's the checklist for your podcast intro. Who is the show for? This needs to be clarified within the first two minutes. Why should they listen to this particular episode? Give the three main benefits, even if that means adding it in post-production after the interview. Make sure your ad placement, if that's sponsorship, your own program, whatever it is, make sure that does not come before what I just said. It needs to come after the hook point, after people are already incentivized to keep listening. Otherwise, it's going to really injure your retention time. And lastly, don't give more than you need about the guest because otherwise it's just going to be too long and not listener focused and that's actually the worst thing we can do for the guest as well as yourself because both you and the guest want the most interest and engagement on this episode so give what they need give the headline statement of who the guest is what they've accomplished and how they can help the listener and then allow the guest and the interview to do the rest of the introduction and the rest of the backstory absolutely spawn so now let's move on to the outro so take it away, Anthony. This one's a lot simpler. What is the one critical and very easy to fix mistake we see with outros? So the one mistake that we always see with outros is having way too many calls to action, giving way too many things for your listeners to do. Follow me on this, follow me on that, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. So just the other day, another client came on board I was listening to a show in critical detail, auditing the show. Guess how many guess how many calls to actions he gave in 20 seconds? 
Have a think about it. One, two, three. He gave eight call to actions in 20 seconds. I nearly had a stroke. <laughs> now, of course, we love this client and we, we gave him the audit. And to be honest, again, we want to be very transparent. We gave him the audit. He got it. And we actually had a little banter back yeah, and forth, having yeah. a laugh about it. So, <laughs> Of course. And it's fixed now and it sounds so much better. And his calls to actions are actually performing better as well, which is the important thing, right? 100%. But moral of the story, there was way too many and I got overwhelmed. And that was me listening critically. Now, there's two sides of the coin here. You're either listening really engaged and actively. And like I was, because, of course, I was listening to it um, through a critical, you know, kind of... Uh, through a critical lens and i felt really overwhelmed because i just heard too much at once there wasn't really time for me to process any of them and then of course he got it moved straight on and i hadn't taken any of the calls to action because i just didn't know which one to take there's too much information at once on the other hand people usually listen to podcasts passively right the way i was listening isn't actually how most people listen because most people are listening habitually while they're walking the dog at the gym or whatever that might be in this case, it's even worse to give too many calls to actions because they're just not going to be listening with enough intention. Mm. No, that's not right way. They're not going to be listening with enough attention to go and take eight different things or five different things or whatever that is. So it's even more important to make it as easy as possible for that person, right? 100%. And again, we're trying to remove resistance. We want them to take the most important call to action they possibly can. So there's different ways you can do this when it comes to the CTA. For us, we like to encourage our clients and we like to practice for ourselves an incentive-based call to action, which gives listeners a reason why they should take that next step. So for example, if you are a coach or a business owner and you're trying to grow your email list, just focus on growing your email list. Drive traffic to that email list, but tell listeners why they should actually opt into email list, i.e., if you want to, you know, what one of our ones, right, is basically, hey, if you want to get our best-selling book completely for free called Podcast Marketing and a personalized mini show audit, and by the way, this is, this is for you if you're listening right now, <laughs> do that, you can go down to the show notes and actually grab a free copy as well as a mini show audit. This is our way of inviting you into our world. And the benefit is you get a free audit and you get a free book called Podcast Marketing. That's one of our best-selling books. So for you, what's the benefit that your listeners will gain by taking that next step and building that relationship with you? If they're going to join your email list, what are they going to get? Is it going to be daily tips on how to execute XYZ? Is it going to be daily marketing tips? Is it going to be daily podcasting tips? Is it going to be interesting stories of how people overcome anxiety? Is it going to be talking about, you know, you know, every week when I share like, you know, a meditative journal with you? What exactly are they going to gain by taking that next step? So number one, figure out where do you want to send your listener? Are you trying to grow your email list or are you trying to grow your social media? And if you are, which social media? Because there's no point sending your listeners everywhere and saying go follow me on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram, etc. Which is your, you know, which is your power horse? Which is the one that you're really going all in on? And most importantly, which one is the one your listeners actually use, right? Absolutely. 100%. And that's it when it comes to the CTA. And of course, the inverse of that, of, you know, having way too many is not having a call to action at all. And that just leaves a lot of room where you could, the goal of the show at the end is really to, again, extend that relationship with your listeners, invite them into your world so you can retarget them, you can re-engage them, you can make sure they keep listening to your show on and on and on. When you don't have a CTA or a powerful CTA or an incentive-based call to action that's singular and focused, people won't take that next step. You won't form a deeper relationship with those listeners. And for us, again, if you're trying to, again, grow fast, get big and monetize as soon as possible, 
You need the attention and you need to have your listeners highly engaged, not just in the podcast, but outside of the podcast as well. And if you can influence your listeners to take that next step, that to me is incredible value. That to me is what sponsors are actually looking for. And if you've got your own service and you've got your own coaching program or course or merch, whatever it is when it comes to monetization, you need to be able to influence your listeners to take that next step and take action. If you can't, Mm the value in terms of when it comes to monetization is going to be very, very difficult. Mm, yeah, really good point. This is actually how you monetize your podcast, right? There's no point giving all these call to actions if no one's taking them. So yeah, this is this is a really important point. So today we've kind of gone into depth in terms of giving you an insight on when we audit shows, what we're looking out for when it comes to the intro and outro. Of course, we give an entire audit <laughs> to any client that kind of comes in. So it's really fun to kind of Share what we've learned along the way after listening to hundreds and auditing hundreds of podcasters up to this point. So when it comes to intro, the common mistake that we see is not clarifying who the show is for and why they should listen to this particular episode. Having way too many ads at the start without selling the listen first. Going into way too much detail of your guest, giving yourself as a host too long of a bio. And we've also spoke about the end, the outro. Having a call to action where there's way too many calls to action. You're giving them way too many options that overwhelms them so they don't know where they should go after listening. Or not giving them a CTA at all and then they can't extend and carry on the relationship with you. You can't keep them engaged. You can't keep them coming back for more. You can't capture their attention over a long period of time. Those are the most common mistakes. And of course, we now know how to fix them, right, Tyke? Exactly. The podcast intro needs to tell the listener exactly who the show is for and why they should listen, give the three main benefits. The ad, any form of ad placement must come after the hook point of the episode, i.e. after those two things. And if you're going to give a call to action, which you absolutely should, make sure people are going to take it by making it singular and incentive-based. Oh, and don't forget, your guest bio should be simple and clear and listener-focused. 100%. That's it. So my name has been Anthony Winery. I'm Tyg O'Shea. You have been absolutely amazing. If you haven't already, take a pause, go down into the show notes and grab your free copy of our best-selling book, Podcast Marketing, as well as a personalized show mini audit. That's what we're giving to you, personalized to your show. That's our call to action. And yes, like I've mentioned a thousand times, it is a bribe of my way and our way of getting you into our world. Absolutely. You have been absolutely amazing. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll see you on Friday's episode.